everyone. Welcome back to the Supercoach Champions podcast. This is episode 132. It's the round 24 late mail edition. Catfish is here as always to bring you Wacko's Whispers, to tackle your Twitter questions courtesy of Karl McGrath Accounting, and just to finish up with some final thoughts, really, uh, with two rounds to go. It's incredible how season this season feels like it's been so quick, but also so painfully long. And here we are, just uh, two rounds to go. So, yeah, without further ado, let's jump straight into Wacko's Whispers for round 24. You've got mail, baby, yeah! Kicking off our games this week, we've got the Titans and the Knights. So this is taking place at Sunshine Coast Stadium, up the coast. For the Knights, they do have Suaso Sue shoulder and Mitch Barnett knee. Uh, they were both in some doubt after they suffered injuries last week, but both are expected to play. Tyson Frizzell returns from suspension on the right edge. Outside of that, there are no other concerns. There was a rumour that went around with Kalen Ponger apparently doing a hammy or something at the captain's run. Sounds like it's just some more trolling as uh, the great man Baz Tui is confirmed. He's a confirmed starter, but as we've discussed, it sounds like he definitely is carrying something there, unfortunately. On the Titans' side, they have Kevin Proctor, shoulder, who's trained in the squad this week, but it was in a rehab vest. He's expected to play, but he's in obviously a little bit of doubt there. Mo Fodawaka has been managing a knee injury that kept him out last week, but at this stage, he's gotten through training this week, is confirmed to play. Phil Sammy ankle returns and he's going to line up on the left wing, which unfortunately for Thompson owners pushes Corey Thompson over back to the right wing. Onto the first game on Friday. That's the Warriors and the Raiders. This is taking place up in Mackay. For the Warriors, they are expecting to be without Josh Curran, who obviously had a HIA concern. However, there are conflicting reports that have come out today that says he's passed through all the protocols and should be right to line up. So this is definitely going to need to be a final team list decision. Thankfully, it's still in the second game, so you've got plenty of time to adjust for the remainder of the round. But uh, I guess I wouldn't as automatically assume that he's going to play, even if he passed through all the protocols, just uh, given what's happened for him. Uh, Wacko's mail was that Elisa Katoa was going to replace him, and that would mean Jack Murchie, Kane Evans, or young Manny Jermaine Tonoa Brown being options to take Katoa's spot on the bench. Bailey Sirenen passed a game to HIA on the weekend. He should be fit to play. On the Raiders side, they expect to be 1-17. However, they again may have a late reshuffle in their starting middles, just like they have in previous weeks. Harley Smith-Shields is good to go after what could have been a nasty cut to his elbow, but no issues there. On to the Roosters and the Rabbitohs, which is probably the big game this week. This is taking place at Suncorp Stadium. On the Roosters side, they are absolutely smashed with injuries. They actually only have 20 players they can call upon. And uh, I know some people were kind of confused why they released Freddie Lussick to the Dragons. Turns out they did it to hopefully get him some match fitness, given obviously there's no reserve grade at the moment. And given the Roosters are still you know, in with a shot to lock down a top four position, then they still need to play their top 17. So, yeah, I think it's a smart move from the Roosters, but it does leave them a little bit short for the team list. So Sam Verrill's knock. Tauke Aho, HIA, and Jared Wurrier Hargrave's leg are all expected to play. Brad Abbey has been named on the wing and will play just his 14th NRA game in his career after quite a checkered injury history. On the Rabbitohs side, Wayne Bennett is still sweating on the fitness of star hooker Damien Cook, who had a mild quad strain. Cook wants to play, and if it was a final, he would likely take the field. There's been some chat that he's pulled up very well from all the testing, and uh, some mentioned that he might be a confirmed starter, but... There's still the potential here that the Rabbitohs could take the conservative option and rest him, so another final team list decision for sure. If he does miss out, then rookie Peter Marmazelos, who replaced him earlier, 
he's going to start at hooker, and that'll mean Benji Marshall will provide cover for him on the bench. Tavita Totola is in the NRL concussion protocols, and Liam Knight is on standby. Cam Murray will play despite suffering a burner to his shoulder last week. Onto the first game on Saturday. This is up in Rockhampton. It's the Dragons and the Cowboys. On the Dragons side, they do have winger Michele Ravalawa in some doubt after he failed a game day HIA. Gerard Beals on standby if Ravalawa is ruled out. Blake Laurie has been named after a hand injury looked to have ended his season. However, he still needs to pass a fitness test to play with Josh Kerr being on standby. Josh McGuire passed a game day HIA in the Roosters game. He should be fit to play. Freddie Lussick has joined on loan from the Roosters and he's going to rotate a hooker with Jaden Sullivan. On the Cowboys side, they do have Kyle Felt and Murray Taolangi returning from concussion. Jason Tomalolo hand has been named, but he still has to tick some boxes to prove his fitness. Frank Molo is on standby should Tomalolo fail to come up. And Val Holmes set to play right centre inside Felt and has been given some licence to roam in attack with Ben Hampton to play left centre alongside Taolangi. Cohen Hess biceps has been added to the injury list. Next game is Sharks and the Broncos. This is at Suncorp Stadium. On the Sharks side, they have winger Mawini Hiroti hand needing to prove his fitness. If he's ruled out, there's both uh, two debutants in line for a game. That's Jensen Taumapoe and Janaya Lualua. I'm sorry, I probably butchered one or both of their names. They're both in line to make their debut if uh, Hiroti is ruled out. Jesse Ramian passed the game to HIA, should be right to play. On the Broncos' side, they are relatively healthy. They just have winger Xavier Coates with an elbow issue as the only concern, and David Mead is on standby should he be ruled out. Then the Saturday night game is the Storm and the Eels. The Storm may have one change with Tui Kamikamitha. Cuff returning to full training this week after having been sidelined for the last four. He may replace Tom Eisenhuth on the bench, and a final call likely to be made after the captain's run. Brandon Smith rested. Ryan Pappenhausen leg. Justin Olam rested and Jerome Hughes, HIA, all trained this week and are set to play. On the Eels side, they have winger Blake Ferguson, calf, returning to uh, the top side, and he'll replace Mike Acevo, ACL, whose season is obviously over. Fergo needs to get through the captain's run on Friday to be a confirmed start. Uh, Sean Russell, who debuted earlier this season, he's on standby. Waiko expects Fergo to start on his preferred right wing, and that'll mean Hayes Dunster will switch to the left. Clint Gutherson is fit to play after copying a knock to his back during the Cowboys game. First game on Sunday, this is the Seagulls and the Bulldogs up in Redcliffe. Seagulls get a massive in, and that's Brad Parker, a.k.a. Hank Scorpio, who had a concussion concern. He's set to return. Some other bloke by the name of Tom Travojevich, Cheekbone, is also back. Marty Tapao passed his HIA. Curtis Serenin passes HIA. Morgan Harper, shoulder, and Ruben Garrick-Nock all need to be checked at the captain's run, but should be fit to play. Sean Kepi gets out of quarantine on Thursday, and he'll return to the Seagulls' bubble. On the Bulldogs side, they welcome back both Jack Hetherington and Sienna Katoa from suspension. Josh Jackson passed HIA and Joe Stimson Nock are both expected to play. Brandon Wakeham comes onto the bench to play a utility role after he got out of quarantine this past week. Jack Avrilo Foot has been named on the extended bench and he will need to prove his fitness to replace Lockie Lewis in the halves. Matt Dury is expected to line up on the right edge with Joe Stimson on the left. Then the final game of the round is the Panthers and the Tigers. This is also at Redcliffe. They've got a doubleheader. James Fisher-Harris returns after being rested last week when he got out of quarantine. Dylan Edwards is in some doubt after failing game day HIA last week, but with a nine-day turnaround, the Panthers are hopeful that he will be cleared to play. Tyron May knee is close to returning. If he is fit, he's going to replace Mitch Kenny on the bench. Winger Brian To'o ankle needs to pass a fitness test with Taylor May on standby. On the Tigers' side, they expect to be 1-17 with no injuries to the side named after Alex Seifarth knee returned to training. 
James Roberts is not expected to be a late inclusion after only doing rehab running at training this week. Wacko expects Jock Madden to be handed to goal-kicking duties. And those are Wacko's whispers for round 24. I want to ask you a bunch of questions. I want to have them answered immediately. This week's Twitter questions are brought to you, as always, by Carl McGrath Accounting. At tax time's well and truly underway. If you haven't done your tax yet and you're putting it off, putting it off, look, it's time. Get Carl to do your tax return and he will legally maximise your tax refund. No job is too big or too small. Carl, being a small business, he'll be speaking directly with the owner who's going to do your work. No work's done overseas or done by junior staff. It's all done by Carl himself. No matter where you are in Australia, he can help you out. Using FaceTime, Zoom, whatever it is, he can help anyone no matter where you might be based. In fact, he's never met some of his clients even though they live near him because distance is just not an issue. He can help you with things like maximising COVID work from home deductions, rental properties, or capital gains from the sale of a property, shares, or even cryptocurrency training. For listeners of the Supercoach Champions podcast, Carl has a special offer, just $99 for a basic tax return. And of course, even if your return is more complicated, Carl promises me he will look after you with the price. Search up Carl McGrath Accounting on Facebook or at Carl M Accountant on Twitter. Don't delay any further. Make sure you get onto Carl and get that tax sorted. Thank you as always for your questions. Our first one comes in from at Deep Long Stop. Kellen Pong, captain last week, killed me. Sitting 179th, would really like to swing for the top 100. Well done on the rank for starters. So you've got 21 this week and Angus to come back. I think I might be okay next week. So looking at Ponga to Pappenhausen, Dwayhe to Cleary. Thoughts on them backing up, have Hines slash Burton. or wimp out to 80 with Dwayhe to DCE and hold the last trade. Look, I don't mind, honestly. I think Pappenhausen and Cleary could both score well enough this week to to, you know, even if they rest next week, it's not the end of the world. I honestly think Cleary will play, given the way that Ivan Cleary's been talking about not wanting to rest the stars. You know, we've spoken about him needing to build up that confidence in his shoulder. He looks like he's getting that. And, uh, you know, he might get the early shower, but I think they're going to keep him out there each week, given he, he did have a fair bit of time off. Pappenhausen's a tough one. I think very similarly to Cleary, he's probably wanting to get that match fitness and, I mean, I've said this in the past, he's a really fit guy. Like, he's constantly described as one of the fittest at the club and the amount of ground he covers at fullback, I think is testament to that as well. Uh, just obviously the risk is if he cops another stray head knock, he could be missing time and missing a lot of game time, in fact. And that's the only risk. There's also that rumour that came out after our last podcast was recorded about Cam Munster talking to, uh, I think it was Nine News or some one of the news outlets anyway, and saying that, you know, 10-plus uh, NRL players from the Storm could be rested. So, you know, that that hinted at the regulars being rested. But you look at some guys who have only just had a week off, you know, you wonder if they're going to, you know, play one game and then go back and have another week off. Like, if that's the case, then, you know, there is a risk that Pappenhausen's one of the guys who's rest. I would also say that Hines might also be rested as well. Uh, so that's something to keep in mind. I think given you've got Hines slash Burton as backups, I mean, Burton's going to cover you for that. I understand the temptation to hold the last trade, but if I can get Cleary for two rounds, I think it's worth burning both. Just, as you say, you want to swing for the fences, swing for that top 100. I like that plan. And even if you don't have one of these guns for the last round, you still have some depth based on what you're saying. You've got 21 with Angus still to come as well. I think you're in a pretty good position. So good luck on hitting the top 100, if not higher. Next question comes from at Bronco White 2. 
looking at Pongan to Pappenhausen and Heinz to Toto, or SJ to Cleary and now Fat Heinz. I think, again, I don't know your team depth and things like that, but I'm always leaning towards not nothing out. I guess, you know, especially with Toto, if he's fit to play this week, he should play next week as well, as per what I mentioned before about Ivan Cleary. So I kind of tend towards the Pappenhausen and Toto combo there. More points this week and potentially more next week as well, if uh, both of them show up as well, if that makes sense. Got here from at for now, one for one, three trades left, head-to-head player. Opponent has Turbo and Garrick as uniques. Boiled my trade plans to two options. Option one, Laurie to Garrick and Teddy to Paps. Get two good scorers and avoid bad South matchup. Option two, Teddy to Turbo and Laurie to Nuff gets Turbo. Appreciate you guys. Yeah, thank you as well. Look, I think this is a really tough one because ideally you want to be able to have Turbo and Garrick. I understand you might not be able to do that. Honestly, I reckon Turbo will play both weeks given he literally just had a week off, barring another injury of some sort that might you know, lean towards Desi giving him another week. So I think I'd rather have Turbo for two weeks than Garrick and Pappenhausen yeah, for one of them. So I, I would lean option two. It's still going to be tough you know, not having Garrick, given Garrick has outscored Turbo the last two times, including the last time he played the Bulldogs, obviously, that I think Garrick, yeah, went really, really nuclear that time. And I think Turbo was only, only only scored 144, whereas Garrick was like 169, something like that. So, yeah, I'd have to lean definitely to getting Turbo, especially if Turbo's like, I don't think I could watch the game if I didn't have Turbo at least. The only caveat to all of that, and this is depending if you think you're the favourite or not, if you are looking like the you know a long shot, an outsider, then I think go with Garrick and Pappenhausen if that's going to give you the best chance to catch up, if that will mean your uniques. Uh, look better, even though you don't have turbo. But, you know, all things considered, and uh, again, I don't know your team, don't know your matchup. I also think, um, yeah, you, you'll probably be able to just get get turbo and you'll be in a better position. Next question comes in from Peter McDermott at Seagull Pete. Howdy, champ. One trade left, ranked in the 700s. Have a reasonable 17 this week. Could hold the trade or go either A-Ray to DCE or Harris to Toto. What do you think? I think... I mean, if you've got a reasonable 17, you're probably best off holding the trade unless, for whatever reason, you can't make one of these trades next week, if that makes sense. I think if you're ranked in the 700s, you know, reality is you're probably not contending for cash. And if you just want to have the strongest possible finish, I reckon one trade next week will do your wonders. If any of your gun players are rested, you can swap. Or even if you can just get taught or next week, because you don't know if he's in this week or not. And if he's a late withdrawal, then, you know, you've pulled the trade for no reason. And you might get Toto next week as your last trade anyway, but you know what I mean? Like, you'd rather have that option to pick to get him in next week. So I'd probably just hold. All right, next one comes in from G at Gusikis. Good morning, Fish. With exactly 17, I can't get Turbo back this week, but my hot take for him is a score below 100. That is a hot take. I don't think he will want to test his cheekbone out too much. Thoughts on guns returning from injury, even Cleary perhaps being below earlier standards. Look, I think there's a difference between coming back from injury and being tentative. So I think that's what we saw with Cleary. You know, he'd been off for a fair while and he knew that there's a risk of re-injury for him. So he took it easy, was tentative. But even last week, I thought he was back to normal and he wasn't really doing too much and still scoring really well. Pappenhausen was definitely a very unique case where it was, you know, it's it's it was a pretty serious incident at the time. You know, he got knocked out, but not many times where you get knocked out and you don't come back for that long. So 
they were being extra careful with him. I understand with Turbo, I mean, at the end of the day, if if it is actually fractured and seagulls are not telling us properly, then, uh, you know, that, that there's a risk of re-aggravation re here. But the current club line seems to be it was just a, you know, it, it copped a knock on the plate, no additional fracture, no additional injury or anything like that, just swollen up. So they gave him a week off to let it really settle and, you know, no concerns. So on that basis, I doubt Tommy's going to be too concerned. He wouldn't be playing if there's still any risk there. You know, they don't need they don't need Tommy to beat the Bulldogs. So he's only playing because he wants to play and he's able to play without any risk. So I honestly don't think he'll be too too bothered by this. The only I mean, there is a chance that he takes it easy, but the way he's playing, I mean, honestly, Dallium is definitely in the reckoning here. So I, I wonder if that plays on his mind a little. So he will try, put in a pretty good effort and, you know, do enough to get him at least two or three votes. So, yeah, I don't have any concerns at all about Turbo's output. I think he's very much a captaincy option. I mean, he could score under 100, but on the basis of this year, I think it's unlikely. He's far more likely to score over 100 than under 100. And he's <laughs> on the stats, I think he's just as likely to score over 200 as he is to score under like 90 or something like that. It's insane, the scoring he's been putting up this year. And I think you had a follow-up question. Another question, Fish. When will Gladys daily score go past my best score? She got 1029 today. My best is 1668 FYI. Uh, look, that's a pretty impressive personal best for you. Uh, you know, it's it's really sad. I'm sorry for what you guys down south are going through. Hopefully it gets under control. I want everyone to stay safe, obviously. And yeah, try not to go crazy in lockdown. Look after yourselves. All right, next question is from at Murder Mayhem 1. Hi, Jeff and Penny Panthers, back in top 1,000. Congrats. Last reserve out of the Braley, S. Walker and Statili. Other reserves to Power, Teddy and Schuster. Thanks. Look, honestly, I'd probably play Braley. I know Sam Walker and Satili both have higher ceilings, but they have the toughest matchup, and they're also having to do this while quite injury-ravaged. It could be, get pretty ugly, and if that's the case, then I'm worried for them. So Braley, you know, even playing 65 minutes last week, he was pretty safe. There's, you know, Randall's played lock before, middle forward, and he's not just there as a hooker. So there's a chance, you know, with Clemmer gone, they're missing Daniel Saifidi. They're missing quite a few middle forward minutes. So I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Braley ends up playing 80 this week and Randall fills in a little bit at lock. So that's how I'd lean. And, you know, Braley does have some opportunity to get some attack. You know, the Titans do leak points many in many positions uh next question is from jonathan wertheim um at jonathan worth one sorry if i butchered your name what order for last two reserves cook might not play 80 or at all lolo still in doubt tupanua south don't give up too many to right second rowers sam walker could be closer to his low floor this game no foe out of form and plays panthers that is a tough lineup of players there look i'd start off by rolling out no foe with um, Dwayne out and also, again, you know, the Panthers such a tough matchup. My, I just can't see him scoring very well or the percentages are against him, basically. So then you're looking at you know, Lolo. I think yeah, he's still in doubt, so maybe you've got to wait for more mail on that. Uh, and then the other three guys all play in the same game. I think I would play Cook, just given the attack potentially there. And, you know, that's assuming he's good to go. And, you know, they're, they're not going to risk him unless he's uh, you know, a safe option to play 
like he's not at risk of injury because there's no nothing to gain for the Rabbitohs. Even if they lose the next two weeks, they're still locked into third pretty much. So, yeah, I don't think there's any incentive to Cook to run out there unless he's good to go and, and able to play. If he doesn't play 80, you'd hope he's gotten some attack and, you know, things like that. But I would actually look around Cook first. And then secondly, oh, this is a really tough one. I mean, I mean, Sam Walker does have a huge ceiling and all it needs is a couple of junk time tries to put up some points. But you're right, could be a pretty tough game. The Rabbitohs aren't exactly great in defense all the time, but what they do do is, you know, they can hold on to the ball and score lots of points and that means they get the ball back afterwards and, you know, it can just mean less possession if the Roosters keep conceding points. So I think it's a gut call between Tupanua and Sam Walker. Lolo, I just think, is too risky. I mean, if he's not right to play and there's a chance he's a laid out, if you if he misses out, then you're stuck playing Nofu, aren't you? Because the other guys have all played first. So I think that's how I'd lean a coin toss between Sam Walker and Tupanua. This question is from Malcolm at Power Balance 93. Should I trade at Ponga for Paps this week with my last trade? I know trading a healthy body is extremely luxury at this point, but Ponga has been frustrating. Or should I save my final trade for the final round where mass restings are pretty guaranteed? Looking at your team, I think you've got pretty good coverage most places. The only risk I, th- I really see there for you is Sam Walker, is your only halfback with Sean Johnson obviously injured there as well. So I think either... I mean, you could run the gauntlet, obviously, of potentially copying an AE if Sam Walker's rested or he's actually hurt and, you know, gets a week off to recover there. And it just means you get an AE. And I'm looking at your squad. You've got Olam, Nofaluma, you've got Blake Laurie, which is a bit of a surprise, and you've got Sean Bloor. So you do have a bit of additional depth outside your 17. It's not the highest or the best kind of depth. But, you know, if, of all the you know, players that could be rested, I don't see you having too many of them. And if in like you know, let's say a Cody Walker's rest, you got Schuster there as a backup. So I don't I honestly don't mind it. I I still think there's every opportunity for Ponga to score quite well because the Titans aren't very good. I mean, if you were to get it, you know, like a 70, 80 score out of Ponga and hold that one trade, would you be happy? If so, I think maybe just let let Ponga play. But if you if you want the one fifty and then you know, trade him to Pappenhausen and go for it. That's, I think that's how I'd look at it, really. And next question is from Alexander Smith at Xander137. Would you play Panga over Isaiah Papali'i if it allows me to vice-captain Turbo and Captain Cleary? You can sub Panga dispenser or Turbo kills it. I actually think I might. I don't really rate the chances of Papali'i scoring that well against the Storm. I mean, the Storm are tough always, but especially against middle forwards, that's generally been the trend. So I honestly... You know, it, it should, of course it could backfire if he crashes over for a try, but, you know, with no Marnie there and Lussick's just not as good, him getting that try is, you know, the probability's down there, basically. So I kind of don't mind this option because getting two bites of that cherry with Turbo and Cleary, uh, I don't mind it, hey. I guess the question is, is, you know, if Turbo scores 150, do you lock that in? Or if he only scores 120, would you even think about just going Captain Cleary instead? That's probably all I'd say to that, if that makes sense. All right, another question here comes from Brendan Fenton at Defense. Best fullback trading with the most upside slash least chance of getting rested outside of Turbo. Uh, If only I could get that uh, crystal ball out and work it out. But yeah, look, I think Teddy, honestly, the Roosters need to win either this week or next week. So uh, yeah, I lean Teddy most likely. He obviously costs a lot. And... 
and Pappenhausen, I, I definitely think he's a chance of being rested next week, but he certainly has the scoring possibility. You know, if you had to twist my arm and get me to guess, I'd say, you know, there's maybe like a 25% chance of Paps getting rested. Then, you know, Latrell, I think, is a pretty good shout too. But again, I think he could be in line for a rest next week. Outside of that, there's really not many options you're really looking at. Like Gutho, he's definitely not an option there. Then the next name you might be looking at is Will Kennedy, basically. Broncos this week, Knights next week. So fairly comfortable matchups and very possible of, you know, 90-plus scores, but he's not going to hit 150 or anything like that like the other guys do. There's every chance Pappenhausen could outscore him in one week and what Kennedy could do in two. So I think, yeah, Teddy for the upside for sure. Pappenhausen, you know, probably next best, and then otherwise you're looking at options like Kennedy, Walsh, and, yeah, I think pretty much that's it. I don't really think I'd look at anybody else aside from those couple so this question is from Robert Williams at Robert underscore Haletti. 18 active players, three trades, 120,000 in the bank. Who's my best halfback option? What's the odds DC outscores Cleary the rest of the way? 95% odds Panthers kills Tigers this week. Maybe 25% odds Nathan Cleary gets rested next week. What do you think? Look, I, I agree. I think the Panthers are going to smash the Tigers given the Tigers were... They took advantage of the Origin Weekend squad in round 13 and got the win there. So I think the Panthers will be keen for some revenge. Looking at your team, so you got Burton and Sam Walker, Cody Walker, Luai. So you could trade any of those guys, obviously. I think, you know, if you're that confident the Panthers are smashing the uh, Tigers, then keep Burton, keep Luai, trade Sam Walker up to Cleary. But obviously you're going to need to generate some cash to do that. I guess you do have Madison who you could nuff out and then go Sam Walker to Cleary. So maybe that's what you're planning to do. I think if you did that, you still obviously have one trade left for next week. So honestly, I don't mind it. I really, if you feel that strongly that Cleary is going to do really well this week and you know, I, I, I tend to agree with you. So I think I would probably, probably pull the trigger there. So uh, next question is from at Jack Bread Best, second row forward to bring in with unlimited budget. Currently owned Murray, Fafita, Papali'i was leaning towards Curran. I mean, if you're okay to wait until Curran's confirmed, that's obviously a bit of a concern with his uh, availability there. I kind of think the best option outside of yeah, Curran, I think, is a good option if he plays. But if not, then Mitch Barnett actually going quite well. You know, 71.3 three-round average. And, you know, right now he seems pretty secure in his role. Decent matchups next two weeks, obviously. And the other option is actually just waiting and getting Angus Crichton. If you don't have him, just get him back in next week. Uh, I don't know how many people held him. He's still got, you know, decent ownership, but a lot of them probably dead teams. So if you didn't hold him, you don't mind getting him in back next week. Going a little bit further, you know, a bit pottish than Hudson Young. Actually going quite well. Doesn't have the best uh, matchup, but he could get some attack next two weeks at least. You could swing for the fences with uh, Kikau, but he's so frustrating. Ola Kuatu, uh, you know, great matchup this week, and he's been playing really well as uh, too. So, yeah, I think those are probably the names I'd look at, but probably the standout might actually be Barnett. Could could go quite well this week. And I think we've got one last question. It's from that guy, Doug, at Dingo Douglas. Do you think the salary cap will be increased for the Supercoach season in 2022 to help accommodate the big-ticket players like Cleary and Turbo? Point scoring has increased, therefore prices have increased. I think from memory, 
they tend to just match the salary cap to whatever the actual NRL salary cap is for the team. So I don't know if they adjusted it at all from last year to now, even though it kind of dropped a little from the seasons before. So I don't know if they'll adjust it. I, I genuinely think you know, they might have to make some changes to the scoring or otherwise the pricing. Yeah, there's, I expect them to change something. I just definitely don't think they necessarily will adjust the cap for no reason just to help us fit in you know, a couple of gun players. I mean, that's part of the fun, right? Trying to find the best round one team while fitting in the guns and the must-haves and all that type of stuff. That's that's all the fun we do in off-season. <laughs> anyway, that's all the questions. Thank you for sending them through. Always good to give me some stuff to chat about, so I really do appreciate it. Alright, so it is the final countdown. There's only really two more rounds to catch up if you need to make ground and obviously your overall cash league competitors or if you're at the pointy end for the overall rankings, you know, chasing down Tim, coach of the Vili Army. Or, you know, it's obviously prelim finals for head-to-head. This is your last chance to do or die, like we said in the previous uh, episode this week. So, you know, more so than ever, and I know I always remind you guys to do it, but you need to triple-check your team you are making trades give him you know one or two test runs multiple test runs make sure you've got it any dual positions you need double check when they play etc etc you know the last thing you want to do because you would absolutely not forgive yourself throw away a chance to get into the money for your cash leagues or whatever just because you were you know negligent right at the end waste a whole season's worth of work so yeah definitely you know (laughs) i'm always going to remind everyone every single week like myself last week, you know, life gets in the way. It's very easy for things to get distracting and, you know, not be able to do the trades or the moves you need to make. So, yeah, just make sure you stay on top of it where you can. We spent a long time in the previous episode this week talking about restings and the main thing to do with it is just to make sure you have a think through, look at your lineups, look at your teams and, you know, if you're making last trades and you only have one or two left or whatever, just see where you're exposed. If looking at your players, where you're likely to maybe not have any positions next week, things like that. Those are the types of decisions I'd be looking at and seeing, you know, you might not normally weigh that in to account when deciding your trades, but I think you need to definitely uh, for this last week. My last tip is, you know, with two weeks left to go, don't be afraid to go a little bit left field, more so than usual, looking at, you know, broadening the options you're looking at. It's no longer about the three-round, five-round season-long averages it's two weeks, this week and next week. Just look at the matchups, see what the opportunities are and don't be afraid to have a swing for it. Obviously, if you want to consolidate a spot, then don't go too far off the beaten track and looking at those options. For example, if you know, you're know you happy with your rankers and you want to stay there, then don't go captaining anyone outside outside of Turbo. You know that's where the majority is going to go with. So you know, play it safe, play it vanilla, play it with a straight bat, as they say. Anyway, that's enough rambling from me. Uh, again, for those who are interested in our NFL uh, Champions Listener League, make sure secure your spot, leave us a review, take a screenshot of it and at me at NRSC underscore champions. That'll reserve your spot. Obviously, first in, first dress. So get to it if you can. It's going to be good fun. Anyway, again, good luck with your final decisions. And yeah, may we all score brilliantly and have a strong finish to the season. Have a good one.